Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greetings, folks. I'm Jacob Wysocki, and this is Expo Expose, a podcast centered around interviewing strangers about the things they adore. Come traverse the great exhibition halls of Southern California with me and my producer, Matt Apodaca. Together, let's be curious. Welcome to Expo Exposé, a podcast exploring unique exhibitions and the people who attend them. I'm Jacob Wysocki, and today we are at the L.A. Body Art Expo, a.k.a. the Tattoo Expo, and I am far, far away from our friendly Pomona Mountains. We miss you, Mountains. We miss you, too. (laughs) Currently, we are in downtown L.A., shrouded in thick smog, about to brave the L.A. Convention Center. The L.A. Body Art Expo is, and I quote, a gigantic skin show-off party. L.A. Body Art Expo boasts being the largest tattoo show ever, including world-renowned artists, tattoo competitions, live tattoos, piercings, body mods, live music, performances by the Agents of Lust and Life Suspended, a freak show, and a super, super secret surprise competition I'm saving for later. Anticipation is high for this one. Mm -hmm. I think this has the largest room for potential experiences, if that makes sense. I think like the plus or minus on this is huge where we could just go in and it's just like people getting tattoos and it's a a sort of like uh, alternative crowd. But then I think it could also be like like a bad Skrillex song, Monster Sprites and everything nice. You know what I mean? Like there could, we could get scared. We could be uncomfortable or we could be the most horny that we've ever been. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm expecting to see booth babes. Sure. I'm expecting to see, I'm expecting to see monster energy hats. I'm expected to see Dickie's pants. Mm -hmm. I'm expected to see like a flannel shirt with a, with like a lining. Yeah. Like a, like a like a slick inside lining. The vibe on the website, we talked about this the other day mm-hmm. when we were, you know, people don't know we do prep for this. There's a lot of prep that goes into this. The vibe on the website was Riverside. And yes. that's going to be offensive to people who are from there. Uh-huh. But, but it you is, know what I mean, and you know I'm right. Yes. The vibe on the website was for sure Riverside, a.k.a. River Slime, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to apologize. No, sorry. But it's totally, total Inland Empire vibes. I think we're going to see people feeling like they're the coolest person there, mm-hmm. but because there's a hundred people feeling like, or, you know, 
a lot of people feeling like they're the coolest person there. None of them is cool. Yeah. By proxy, if that makes sense. We'll it's a little, be the coolest one. We might be the coolest one. I know that's dense math. That's dense, dense logical math. But I think if everybody thinks they're like the fucking edgiest guy, mm-hmm. nobody is. No. Um, I think, I think we're going to get as much as there's potential to get some nastiness. I think we're going to find some true sweeties in the mix. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to find some gentleness and I think we're going to, I don't have any tattoos. As I said, I've got some virgin ass skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're going to approach people who might give me a better understanding of why people do this. And we're going to have a better understanding of like what this all is all about. And maybe I'm excited to like hear different perspectives of why people get tattoos and then how those tattoos like change their perception from other people. So I'm excited to get a bunch of different like little viewpoints on how it, how it, how it be to be tattooed. Jeez. Do you think you're going to walk away with any body art? I 100% am not going to get a tattoo. There's like a 1% chance that my future wife is like, hey, get a nose ring. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, if it means that we can chat, I'll, I'll go for it. If it means that you and I get to have a bit of a, like a earnest, non-transactional chat, that sounds awesome. And then maybe I'll get convinced into getting a, a piercing or something. But I don't really think that's my, my purpose. I think my purpose might be trying to convince you to maybe get some ink. How do you feel about maybe getting some ink at the old tattoo expo? You know, I am a tattooed person. You don't have virgin ass skin. No. No, my skin fucks. <laughs> Tell me something good. But. Tell me that your skin fucks. I could be convinced if if the vibe is right. Mm-hmm. But the vibes, if the vibe's off. I might not be down, but who knows? And the famous words of Barrington Levy, if the vibe is right. I'll play the song for you. (laughs) It's good. And the vibe is right. It's a good saxophone kind of thing. Well, why don't we get in there, baby? Hey, let's crank it out. The last two expos have been daytime, family-friendly fun, but tonight we are getting XXX-rated. It's 18-plus, baby. The sun has set, and it's nighttime, bitch. The kids are in bed, and we're getting naughty in a sexy, safe space to let your freak flag fly. Will these adult alternative tattoo-against-the-grain baddies accept my non-tattooed virgin skin ass? Will (laughs) Will I find my wife? I'm absolutely about to bust in anticipation. Let's dive in. (laughs) Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. 
Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. What's up, everybody? We've officially arrived at the uh, LA Body Art Expo. It took us um, like 20 minutes to find it. We got very lost. We ended up walking to the Staples Center. We got flipped around. And we walked into what I can only describe as something that, from the very first optics, really underwhelming. This was the most expensive expo that we've paid to get into. Parking and individual ticket price. And it also appears to be the smallest with the least amount of booths. Now, we're here a little bit early, so I don't want to judge it too much. And, you know, maybe... Maybe great information comes in small populace. So we're not going to doubt ourselves. We're going to move forward. I have teased something to Matt. Matt doesn't know what the Angels of Lust is, and they've got a show coming up. And I told him not to look it up. I told him not to look up any cursory data so he could be surprised as to what the Angels of Lust are. But I'm really excited about a couple of the um, performances. we got a tattoo contest coming up. We've got a really special contest coming up that I'm uh, going to just keep continually teasing throughout the episode. Something really special, something really different. Um, but I'm excited to uh, get out of here and trying to talk to some people getting tattooed. Uh, the tables, we did a little bit of a cursory loop. People are getting tattooed here. This feels more like, oh, I want to get a tattoo today. That's a little bit cheaper, so I've attended. That's the kind of vibe that I'm getting. Let's take it away. What brings you out to the expo today? Uh, I'm a tattoo apprentice. You know, this is my first expo today. Okay, so you're learning how to do tattoos. Yes, sir. Do you think it's easily uh, it's easy to get taken advantage of as an apprentice? Oh, yeah, most definitely, because, you know, we're hungry, and if someone someone can tell us any pipe dream, tell us anything we want to hear, and tell us we have to go through this, that, and the third to get there, and then once we do this, that, and the third, it's just a slap in the face, and, you know, it can happen, but... Is it a paid position? Uh, no, unfortunately, it's not paid, but I do know how to pierce. So I'm the shop's piercer, so that's how I get my money while I'm learning how to tattoo. That's a piece of advice for all my other apprentices to learn cool. the side hustle, you know. And I draw, I sell my pictures and stuff like that. So it's it's a hustle, but I know it's going to be worth it at the end of the day. You sound really dedicated, man. That's yep. awesome. So what are your expectations about having a booth at the Tattoo Expo today? Um, hopefully just getting my name out there, talking to cool people, um, getting some cool clients, and just having a cool time. So for you, this is like sort of a networking opportunity? Yeah. Um, at these expos, do you typically like change your pricing model at all? Um, honestly, not really. I'm just here to have like a cool time, do some cool tats, and just, you know, just have a cool time. Um, what are your expectations for the uh, for the expo? Um, well, uh, I'm hoping it's going to be a good show. You know, we, every time we come out here, we have a blast. We get to hang out with some great artists out here on the on the West Coast. I'm from the East Coast, so we come out here and we see some, get to see some amazing artwork. Uh, you know, uh, LA and the general areas have their own style of art, and especially translating in, a, in the tattoo world. You know, it becomes an amazing thing to watch that thing develop, and it's way different than what we have out on the East Coast. So getting a chance to see that expand a little bit, see how they do their style, you know, it's always a good thing. And, you know, hopefully we make a little bit of cash, see a lot, meet a lot of new clients, and, and you know, expand the company a little bit. Uh, how would you describe the difference between East Coast and West Coast tattoo style? Um, well, you have a little bit of elements of each on each coast, but out West, you get a lot more black and gray, 
Um, it's even the Chicano style. You get a, you got a lot more portrait, a lot, lot more softer grays. Um, I've also started to see them developing into like the uh, the opaque pigments, um, using those in the black and gray pieces to give them more of a, of a textured quality. Um, out west or out east, we have uh, a lot more. We do a lot more color stuff out there. Um, a lot more comic book, a lot more manga, it seems like, anime-style stuff. Are you an artist? A tattoo I am artist? not an artist, but I am a model and a photographer. Are you taking pictures of of the tattoo art? Yes, the art, the artists doing their work, the whole convention, everything. Do you feel like you're perceived differently because you're like in this alternative lifestyle? Yes, oh my gosh, yes. Every time I go into stores, I get followed, um, all kinds of stuff. And I'm just like, bro, like what? Because I'm tattooed? Like, it just doesn't make any sense, but every time I go into any store to get any hair dye, anything, female products, whatever, I could be shopping for a sock. And I guarantee you guys, the minute I walk in that door and I have my tattoo showing, everyone is like, red light, like this girl's sketch, whatever. I have money, I'm not sketch. And it's funny because when I get to the counter, it's a whole different perspective. We're getting extremely close to the super secret contest yeah i cannot wait for you guys to hear this something that we learned early on is that the road to becoming a tattoo artist isn't a singular experience how long have you been tattooing uh mid 2000s but professionally for about two years uh what was your gateway drug into tattooing was it like drawing in the the, the notebooks at school was it graffiti it, it was everything I, I i grew up drawing as a kid but it wasn't until when I went to prison for like 12 years, that's what kind of got me. That was the hustle and the grind. I went out here, went to school, COVID hit. It was hard. So uh, my last resort to go back to what I'm familiar with, which was tattooing. Uh, can you talk a little bit about like uh, prison tattoos at all? Like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, how, I guess how often would, would be people getting tatted in prison, would you say? I would say a lot. Uh, it happens a lot during lockdowns you know, uh, riots and stuff like that, lockdown, so you have all the time in the world to kind of tattoo your celly. So. You just like kind of describe for the listeners like what a, I know what they look like, like a, like what a prison tattoo gun looks like. So we have this, we'll, we'll break down these like these, these little Walkmans, I don't know, kids nowadays don't know what that is. A CD player. A CD player. <laughs> you know, you take, you, you, you take that and you take a, a, a pen and you, you'll, you'll have your guitar string needle and you put that together and make it run with the, with the double D batteries, you wrap that up with the, the the, the toilet roll with the rubber bands, and then there you go. You know, with the Vaseline, no gloves. Sometimes you have gloves, and you're just going raw at it. You know, no, you stencil, you draw it out here and, here and there. Use deodorant, copying paper, you paste it on, and you just just go fresh. How many bags of Top Ramen are you getting for a tattoo? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> it all depends, man. It all depends on the, the person. Me, I'll, that was that was the main thing, because you could always mix with anything. With meat, you know, uh, chips, everything, because you, you always mix everything with your spread. So definitely, uh, at least a case, at least two case, 23 in a pack, so at least two case. Oh, so it's a pretty yes. big come oh, yeah. up. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. But then the only thing that sucks is like, uh, you don't get paid that much in there doing tattoos compared to out here, out here. Like over there, you get a whole, a whole bag done for like $500 or maybe 200. Out here is like, you already know, like 3,000, 2,000, 4,000. So that's what it is, man. Uh, what's your like dream goal as a tattoo artist? Dream goal is to, to find myself as an artist, right now I'm still trying to figure out who I am, where I need to be, what my style is and stuff like that. And also the end game is to uh, leave something behind for my kids, my family, and to support them, you know, like doing something I love. So that's 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 something I, I, I would take pride in. That's beautiful, man. 
How do you feel like your like you're a tattoo artist? How do you feel like the perception of your profession has changed over the years? Oh, um, that's an easy one. Ever since uh, tattoos have become more mainstream, basically with the onset of Ink Master, and I, as much as I hate to admit it, because I'm not a huge fan of the show, because I I, you, I can see as an artist some of the things that aren't necessarily accurate. Um, things have come more to the front. I've been tattooing for 21 years in October, and it used to be you were an odd, you were the odd guy out if you had a tattoo. You know, tattoos were meant for sailors and and Marines, convicts. You know, and and, and the 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 degradants of, of society. Nowadays, you're the odd man out if you don't have a tattoo. So, like it, the 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 popularity of TV and social media has pushed tattooing so, so far to the forefront that a tattoo tattoos on the face are normal now. You know, or tattoo on the neck is normal now. On top of the hand is normal now. A lot more jobs are opening up to people who have tattoos. You're starting to see a lot of more people in all industries with tattoos that you you didn't see. 15, 20 years ago. There are so many dudes here without shirts on. It's fucking crazy. This is a wild ass time. What do you think the like the weakest trend in tattoos are right now? The weakest trend in tattoos right now? What's the weakest trend? Face shot. Face or neck shots when you don't even got an arm. There you go, my boy. He's right. You don't even got your chest. You don't even got arms. You don't got nothing and you're coming out with a the whole wicked shot, bro, neck. is when a youngster, bro, who just turned 18, bro, and he wants a fucking hand shot on top of his hand, bro, or his knuckles, or he wants his fucking, his neck. And he got like, bro, what do you think the bare minimum have, is to, like, bro, to, get, have you to get your to face or to get your neck blasted? What do you think the bare minimum you need is? What now, bro? For tattoos. For tattoos, what do you think the bare minimum is before you get your neck, your face, or your tap, bro, your hand blasted? I would at least have... A arm, like almost halfway full, exactly. some chest tattoos, maybe like a, a leg, there you go, maybe a little leg, maybe go. a little fucking regrettable ass motherfucking thigh tattoo, there you go. some exactly. shit like that, exactly. you know what I'm saying, like, you know, and, and they'd be like, fuck it, up, some, some, some finger tattoos. tattoo that's falling yeah, out, yeah. And, then, and they'd be like, you know what, I'm, I think I'm ready. girlfriend's name then, from 97? Yeah, covered up Straight with some up. other bullshit, yeah. you know, yeah, 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 yeah. then, then you could go ahead and get a neck tattoo. One thing we're not ruling out today is that Matt could get a tattoo. I'm not going to push it too hard, but uh, we've been looking around, and I think Matt kind of stumbled across his first uh, his first potential here. Why don't you talk about it, Matt? Yeah, there's a, a sheet of paper I'm looking at here, a lot of cute little ghosts, and uh, sort of my vibe. There's a ghost holding a slice of pizza, ghost holding a bag of popcorn. Uh, they're all doing all sorts of cute cool. little activities, stuff I could really get behind, something that I don't think I'd regret. A pizza ghost is like agreeable. Like ghosts are cool and pizza's never going out of style. That's exactly right. And uh, you'll be coming you'll be dead one day. That's true, I'll be dead one day and I'll still want pizza. While Matt looked over some tattoo designs, we talked with a tattoo artist who had an incredible story. Tell us your name, man, and your name and shop. Oh yeah, my name is Lito Man and I'm uh, based out of Sierra Vista, Arizona. Name of the shop is Seven Mag Tattoos. You know, I've been open for uh, seven years out here and uh, been tattooing for twenty five years. Started when I was fifteen, I'm forty two now been doing it for a long time when you started at 15 did you think that you'd make a like a 30-year career out of it you know what the crazy thing is man when i started doing it uh it was more about just the pirate life man you know it was about traveling doing your thing and it was never about the money it was more about the love and the passion of the art because back in those days it was 94 it wasn't when it was cool to be a tattoo artist you know back then you know i ended up going to europe when i was 16 and that's when i actually fell in love with it because back then it was um, in Europe. It's more based on a, it's an art form. 
you know, you respect that as an individual artist, and it, they actually look at it with more respect. Out here, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, that people respect the craft, but people are more willing and quicker to try it, you know, and try to say like, you know, kind of like blow it under the table, like, oh, okay, well, I do it too, or I've done it before type of thing, you know? So out there is where I really fell in love with it. And ever since then, the career was never the thought. It was, because with tattooing, it's more based of a lifestyle, you know? It's not about career, because if, if you wake up every morning, you want to do the work, you know, you want to just tattoo and do art. It's just kind of like waking up as a painter. You want. What do you think some of the like pillars of that lifestyle are? Like some of the philosophies? You know what, man? Um, for me personally, it's kind of like the people that kind of mentored me. You know, they, they don't have a big name. You know, they're not in magazines. I mean, they've been published a couple of times, but it's more about the guys that kind of like show you the passion and the love. You know, it's about it's about brotherhood. You know, that's that's more important to me. When it comes to names, you know, it's it's one of those things where. The names are cool, you know what I mean? It's just for more about, for me, it's more about being able to have a connection with a person and being able to just have like that brotherhood because that's what it really is, man. That's what, what's the, that's the love of tattooing. It's about the brotherhood. It's not about really, you know, names, titles, or even, you know, first, second, you know, that doesn't matter. Have you faced any negative perception because you're a tattoo artist? Oh, I mean, at the beginning, most definitely. You know, at the beginning, you know, of my parents mainly, you know, and I was just one what of those your parents say? My dad is uh, he's a third uh, from a third world country, you know. So is my mother. You know, I'm actually uh, I'm my kids are first generation out here. So I came out here when I was nine years old from El Salvador. So when my parents found out I was a tattoo artist, they were like, uh, "Get the out of this house!" Like you know, you're you're destroying and you're sending people to hell. You know, that was the mentality back then. So now though, um, when I turned 24 years old, I bought my first house from tattooing. And uh, my father was like, how the hell did you do that? I was like, honestly, Pop? I was like, tattooing. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, Dad, I bought this house tattooing. He's like, really? And then he started seeing how I really love the art, how much I, how you know, how more I improved with it, that he was like, now, when I talk to him, the first conversation is, hey, so what you do today? Or what's your tattoos? Or, you know, like, I'm too old, but I would love to get one. So, you know, it's uh Oh, how would it feel to tattoo your dad? Man, you know what, dude? I, I don't think I would be able to. I think I'll start crying. You just know, too emotional. Yeah, just to be able to know that he actually accepted it to that point would be just knowing that he does is phenomenal. You know, the song that started playing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, keyword. Right, exactly. That's impeccable. Uh, well, I'm glad that you got to have that moment of acceptance with him with the house and stuff. That must have felt huge. Oh, I mean, you know, it was very humbling. It was uh, it was a very respectful moment for me. It was something that you know. Kind of the, the, the saying goes, you know, full 360. You know, it went from, you know, him kicking me out of my house and putting me homeless at 15 because of a tattoo artist and then being able to get a home 10 years later. You know, that was just That's a miraculous story, dude. Yeah, it was a blessing, man. But I think the most rewarding thing that I've ever done about tattooing is never been the traveling around the world. It's never been the first, second, third place. Uh, but actually, I think uh, the most memorable moment that actually um, made me feel like, damn, like I'm really... I really made it is when I tattooed my my uh, my stepdaughter, and um, she wanted me to adopt her, and, and her uh, her dad did not allow it. So she came up to him. She was like, "Hey, dad. Well, instead of uh, adopting me, well, I can't have your last name because you tattoo it on me." And to be able chills yeah, chills to be able to be able to do that for her, and it became it actually became the family staple. You know, like she got it first. And then my wife has it, you know, I actually have it, you know what I'm saying? So, 
And now it's like, it's just one of those things when my kid's six, he's 16, the first thing they want to do is, hey, pop, I need my last name. You know, so it's a, it's a blessing. And then the great thing about it, too, is that they've actually tattooed me, every one of them. That's cool. So yeah. he just showed us a couple crosses on his hand. And that's that's amazing. Each one of my individual kids have done it. The youngest, she was seven when she did it. And then my wife's tattooed me and my brother and my nephew have done it. So the next goal is to have my mom and dad to do it. And uh, That's so fun, man. That's yeah. so fun. I love that, like... It's a testament of when you focus and you stick with something, like all this positivity comes and surrounds the people who oh, yeah. stick with something that's difficult. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, one of the biggest things, man, I don't know if you're allowed to curse, but... Absolutely. Fuck yeah, man. Oh, fuck it then, right? So the most important thing was, man, when it comes to whatever you love, fuck everybody. You know, fuck the money, fuck the fame, fuck what the fuck can happen. Just worry about what you love and your passion. And everything will always come through, you know, it's like that old Japanese saying goes, you know, a drop of water will always break a brick, you know, and, and that's the way it goes. You know, you take a slow, money will always come, you know, everything will always come because the passion is shown, you know, as long as you have that. Do you feel like there's a connection between like young graffiti artists and people who become tattoo artists? Oh, most fucking definitely. I was a graffiti artist. You getting up? Uh, actually, I was nine years old, right? I started doing graffiti and tagging back in New York. So I used to do the subways, the trains, and um, I actually vandalized the tattoo shop. I actually tagged the tattoo shop, and the guys caught me. And when I was when I was 15 years old, and I was homeless, and I tagged the shop, and they caught me. And I was like, "Dude, just take everything. It's cool. Like I got a thousand dollars in my pocket. Take the money. Just don't hurt me." And he's like, "Nah, fuck that. You just do that tag right now in five minutes." I was like, "Yeah, I just did that." He was like, "Well, shit, man. We'll check it out." He's like, uh, "You want a job?" I was like, doing what? Tattoos, I was like, what the fuck is that? And then um, then actually one day I eventually started doing it and before I knew it, here I am. Do you think that's a common pipeline for a lot of artists? Oh, most definitely, I mean, even artistically. Um, artistically, you know, one of those things is like, I will always tell somebody is that it's about if you're a painter, even, you know, a stenciler, whatever it is when it comes to the art craft, it's very, it's very, very important. You know, it's just, it's, um, it's a hand in hand. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. Like, if you learn how to change oil, then you eventually learn how to fix an engine. You know, yep. it's kind of the same scenario. Sure. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Here's the thing, folks. I'm always going to shoot it to you straight. I'll admit if I'm wrong. The vibes are a little warmer than I thought. Maybe it's not quite Riverside. Maybe we're in Yorba Linda. <laughs> Tustin. Fullerton. Fullerton. You know? People have been nice. People are start people want to chat. There's a multitude of vibes. And I just gotta own up. I came in hot being like, it's small, it's expensive. Everything sucks. But We've talked to some really interesting people, some heartwarming stories, some great ladies, some great men. I ran into fucking a crush of yesteryear. 
I was hoping to find my wife, and all I found was heartache. <laughs> this is like you have that person that you're like you asked everybody how you could date them, and they're like, just keep hanging out, and that's what I did. I kept hanging out, and she's here with her husband. So. We're having fun, though. Having a blast. One fun aspect of the Tattoo Expo was one of the many contests taking place. One in particular where people would submit their own ink or artists could submit ink that they had done onto other people. All right, guys, there's a tattoo contest going on. I just want to kind of set the scene in a ginormous building with a small stage. The stage is shrunken by the size of the building. It feels like it's a void. One by one, they're calling people up. They're showing three people their tattoo. Flashlights are out. The judges are intensely looking, looking at all angles, up, down, left, right. And then they just kind of saunter off and they call the next number and they see, I'm excited to see who wins. What the prize is, I don't, they haven't said. <laughs> they just haven't said, so we don't know. There's an MC for this tattoo expo. He's currently MCing the uh, tattoo contest, but he's gonna be the MC for the entire night. Ladies and gents, germs and freaks, it's Mr. Ink Pimp himself. I'm talking about a 65-year-old man who wants to be Rob Zombie. His, he's got like an Abraham Lincoln hat on, dark sunglasses, a beard that reaches his nipples. Yeah. Uh, what brings you out to the uh, Body Art Expo? I came to compete with one of uh, my tattoos. Um, talk about like why do you want to why do you want to enter a tattoo competition? To be honest, I didn't want to, but my friend was like, "You should go, maybe you win." Well, blast! So I'm like, "Fuck it, I'll do it." Number twenty. Uh, it's this one right here, it's Anthony Bourdain. Uh, I'm a cook, so I love cooking. I love Anthony Bourdain. He was a great man, so why not to have him in my skin? Do you know what criteria they're judging the tattoos based off uh, of? Can you talk a little bit about that? Right now they're doing the portraits and they're doing a lot of different ones. Portraits, leaves, uh, legs, uh, unusual. I'm gonna compete on that one too, so. What are you entering for the unusual? Uh, Anthony Bourdain as well. Okay, so you can enter the same tattoo for multiple categories? Yes, you can. Very cool, does it cost to enter? Uh, I think like five bucks or something like and that. And then what do you stand to win? Uh, I don't know. Have no idea. But there's a prize, right? Yeah, they give you a trophy and Fuck yeah. to go. Do you think you're going to get a tattoo while you're here today? I, I already did. What did you get? I got a steak with asparagus. <laughs> uh, yeah. Very cool. Uh, how has the vibes been today at the Body Art Expo? Immaculate. Um, are you here as a viewer? Are you here as a vendor? I'm an artist. Uh, tattoo artist? Yes. How long have you been doing that? I've been doing it for five years. Cool, cool. Um, can you talk a little bit about like how you prep pre-tattoo? Is it is there a headspace? Is there like is there nerves? The, um, the I just kind of try to chill out. Walk, if I, I do stage. a lot of like movie tattoos, so I watch the movie that I am doing the tattoo of before I do it. Kind of gets the vibe. Um, what was like your gateway drug into being a tattoo artist? Was it like drawing in the notebook? Yeah, the was it watching like, like animated movies? Uh, my partner actually is an artist, so I went to a lot of the shows All with right, him, please. and that is actually what inspired me to actually. Third place <laughs> goes to number one. Uh, what do you feel like is the worst trend in tattooing right now? The tiny tattoos that are just like all like stacked in, like really, really super small. 
Yeah. Aren't those like thin lines? I hear like they they don't age well. Those lines. Yeah. No. Typically, it's not an application of like proper pressure all the way through, so they end up getting like super blotchy the time. or falling out. Jacob, man, nice to meet you. So you're waiting to do the tattoo contest, correct? Yeah. Uh, what tattoo are you showing? All of these motherfuckers. Oh, so we've got some amazing portraits on his leg. It's looking like at the Beatles. Wow. So can you talk us to a little bit like what goes in? Oh, my gosh. You're a mirror. What goes into the contest? You just show them your skin, and then what are they looking for? A good tattoo, bro. What constitutes a good tattoo? I would say the way it heals. It's constitute a good tattoo. The way yeah. it lasts throughout the years, you know? Because I do drugs. I love drugs. And I love alcohol. I like doing drugs. So when I do get all fucking high on crystal and cocaine, they change because my skin changes to dehydration. Okay. But once I stop, like I haven't drank for two months, they look better. So if the ink stands, as long as you're healthy, it looks good. Uh, do you feel like, is it easier for you to get tattooed when you're high? Fuck yeah. Is that your preferred way to get tattooed? Yeah, drunk. Uh, wait, just, just like just like when you get in a fight, or you used to get fucking in fights. You don't. If you're drunk, you don't feel it until the next day, right? And so it's the next day where you gotta. Feel yeah, all if the you're pain. all hype and everything, you're getting, you're getting tattooed. It doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't hurt because you're all fucked up and everything. But the next day, it'll fucking hurt. Do you think you're gonna get tattooed here today? Hell no. Do you have any free real estate on your body right now, my man? Yeah, my stomach and my ass. But he's gonna do it. Uh, you're, he's, you're saving it. You're saving it. Do you oh, know yeah, what you're going to get? Yeah. What are you going to get on there? Uh, my left ass cheek is going to be uh, Darth Vader. Uh, uh, Sid v- uh, what's his name? Um, Darth Vader's master. Darth Sidious. Darth Sidious. On my left is going to be another vampire right here. Down here it's going to be. You know, remember the guys that robbed the Bank of America right there in North Hollywood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get those two right there. Hey, for sure. And then I'm going <laughs> to get... Um, uh, what else? Oh, Nina Hartley right here, one of my favorite porn, porn actresses. What would you say to somebody who's afraid of getting a tattoo? Don't get a tattoo. <laughs> it's not for you. I didn't expect yeah. you to say that, my dude. Yeah. That was the most terrifying interview I've ever done in my life. <laughs> that guy was that guy was a fucking... <laughs> dude, I don't even know. He had a we tattoo had to... of Richard Ramirez. Yeah, we just had to walk away and like take a deep breath and, and recoup from that one. How does it feel to win second place? It's exciting. I wish I, I was supposed to have more pieces to enter, but I'm happy. Congratulations. What a treat. Thank you. I think it's time. I think it's time for the very secret contest. I've been holding out. Oh, it's just a, there's no way it's happening because there's a kid on stage. What do you think about people getting their first tats on their hand, neck or face? first hat on their hand or neck I'm honestly personally would you tattoo that it's their body their choice uh in, in my opinion I always I do my best to counsel a person let them know like hey this may be a bad idea but I'm also not their parent if that's their decision then that's their decision but I do try to discourage it a little bit if it's their very first tattoo or if they're very young and don't know like what career they're going to get into stuff like that um and I I, I flat out and out refuse to do anybody even with a parent signature that's 16 to 18 you know which in, in a lot of states is legal i still won't do that like especially not on face and nothing visible they couldn't hide for a job and even once they get into their 20s or 30s if they're if it's their first tattoo or even their 30th i still kind of discourage i mean i don't i don't know if you can notice but i'm not all covered either yeah. you know and it's because uh you know my mom was old school and she she loaned me money to buy my very first tattoo shop i needed 
needed to buy it, needed a certain amount to buy it for my mentor. She offered to give me that plus more so that I would have money for my first couple months of bills under the condition that for as long as she was alive, I didn't have, if I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt, she wouldn't see my tattoos. She just passed away last April. So now I'm kind of stuck. Do I, do I get all sleeved out now because it's okay? Or do I continue on her memory? But the, the point being that like, you, you have to do what's right for you. And you never know. The reason she did that for me and she told me later on was she didn't know if I was going to stick it out in this career. You don't know what you're going to be doing five, 10 years from now. So you, you, it, it's your body. If you want to do it, fuck it. It's art and it, it's art. And if it's a nice piece and it's well executed, who cares? But at the same time, think about if it's going to affect you in whatever career field you may be going into it at some later point, because it, it can unfortunately still affect you in some aspects. How old were you when you got your first tattoo? Uh, I was 17. What did your parents think? Uh, she, my mom hated me because he was the dead uh, Virgin Mary. Oh, that's the tattoo that you got? Yeah. And Is I, your mom religious? Yeah, she's religious. So I was like... Uh, does she feel differently about them now? Yeah, right now she's like, oh, that's cool. I like it. She likes it now. How long did that take? Uh, I think probably like after like five years, she got used to it. She's like, ah, he's going to get more. So fuck it. Oh, yeah, man. Well, good luck in the contest, dude. Cool. Thank you. One thing we were wondering was how a parent might perceive tattoos. Luckily, we ran into some. What brings you guys out to the uh, Tattoo Expo today? Well, I'm visiting my sister. I'm from Wisconsin. And um, we saw that this is something for us to do. And we both got piercings. Oh, how cool. You guys got matching ear piercings. How fun. (laughs) What made you get, like, why the ear piercing? Well, my daughter is here, too. And she got this bridge piercing. And we were just kind of sitting there waiting for her, and I'm like, I kind of like up there. We're just chatting yeah. about it, and they're like, well, why not? Uh, were you apprehensive about your kid getting a piercing? Um, <laughs> no, she like self-pierced herself everywhere when she was like 12. So I'm, I like the professional aspect of it. Um, what would you say to like other parents that may be going through that with their kids? Well, she's my kid, but she's 21. Um, you mean that they're piercing themselves? No, no, yeah, like, like, so a parent's dealing with a kid who's like experimenting with body modification. Like, right. how how to be the how do you be the chill parent about it? Say, honey, um, I respect, <laughs> honey, I, re, I you know I respect that you want to be um, creative and that you want to have your own personal look, but you know, it has to be hygienic. And what you're using, like safety pins and all this kind of stuff really is not good so you know i couldn't really not let her do it mm-hmm. because her kids dad, are gonna do what they're gonna do well my dad her dad was like you let her do that i'm like no she's in her bathroom doing it i mean i can't follow her everywhere but you know i just tried to say instead of saying you can't do this it's not allowed this is better to say let's do it right okay so now she's 21 getting a tattoo i said honey Please don't do your face, your neck, or your hands. Because 20 years from now, when you're 40, it might be a different world. Your world will be different. Do you worry about like the perception of people and your, your daughter with body mods and stuff like that? I, I don't, but we grew up in an era where um, tattoos were really low class. And women didn't get tattoos. Like, there's like sailors or somebody really low class. And then... And then or drug addicts or somebody like that. Whereas now it's just much more accepted. I was basically telling her not, you know, to do her face. Always have the option of covering it up. Because... That's good sound parental advice. Yeah, yeah. Cover it up. That's right. I mean, like, lie if you yeah. can. 
If you're going to do it, do it right. Do it in a way that you can maybe forget that you got it if you need to. But be supportive of their own self-expression. Unless their self-expression is like stabbing themselves in the heart. But otherwise, yeah, trust them on that. Very cool. If you guys had to get a tattoo today, no, no questions asked, what tattoo would you get? Something that I've seen here, you mean? Yeah, or like if you had an idea, you know what I mean? You, saw something. you have to walk away with a tattoo. What's it going to be? Well, I saw one that has like a crescent moon and then like a star in it. I really liked that one. But um, I've also, I don't know, I might have gotten the sister one. There was one that oh, just yeah. said sister. How about you? So um, I've always wanted a pink bunny, but I promised my kids I would do it with them. They're all going to get pink bunnies in some form. Yeah, no, not that. They can if they want, but yeah, my pink bunny would be like an anklet that has little bunnies running, running after each other. Yeah. Do your kids have tattoos already? Oh yeah. Yeah, how did how did you feel about it when you first like you saw your first kid with the first tattoo? What was your reaction? So my daughter was 17, I think. So I needed she needed my permission, but you know I felt like this is this is something she wants to do. Yeah, self-expression. Who am I to say absolutely not? I just want to make sure that the, whoever did it, you know, she was doing it in the way that was uh, hygienic and. You're gonna safe. do it. Do it right. That chat was a little too lovely, and I needed to kick the naughty vibes up, so I went banshee mode and asked some artists about the worst tattoos they've ever done. Have you physically tattooed skin? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, what do you, do you have, like, in your head the worst tattoo you've ever done? Oh, yeah. You want to talk about it a little bit? (laughs) It was the first tattoo that I did under my apprenticeship. Uh, my boss, like three other my work co-workers were right under me they were telling me to use green soap they had me wipe they wanted like you know it was just it was just a, a lesson to humble me you know because i thought i was ready i thought i was i watched them do something for so long i thought that i could do it so they put me under the test and nah you know it's easier it's easier looked and you know it's hard as hell to do <laughs> do you have a style that you prefer to tattoo in uh photo realism you know we don't want to keep you too long. Why don't you shout out your name in your shop, my G? Uh, my name is Jeremiah Henderson, art by J. Maya. You know, I work at El Catherine Tattoo Parlor. My mentor is Toon Tats, Lalo Eduardo Berretta. Shout out Lupe. Shout out Anthony. You know, shout out everybody. La Raza. You know, black and brown should come together. You know, we all should love one another. Um, do you have like a, a like a, a personal like, dang, that's the worst tattoo I've ever I've ever done? Yeah, I, I have a couple. Yeah, I think so. Where it's just like, dang, I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> you talk about one in specific? Um, honestly, it was this crazy lady that just walked in and she wanted her. Uh, it was a Sunday morning. OK, I just got to work and <laughs> this uh, this lady comes in. She's like, I want my husband's name like right on like FUPA area with like emojis and like kissy like lips and all this stuff. And guess what this dude's name was? Tell us. Merle. 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 Like Merle Haggard. Yeah. Not a sexy name to have on your fupa. No, just straight up Merle. (laughs) So that was like, that was like, I think that's the top one where it's like. Well, that sounds like almost it's not even your fault. Like you had this most, the most difficult, uh, like, how do I make this name that's not sexy, sexy? It's not your fault. (laughs) But yeah, we did it, but it, it was cool, you know, but I just wish I it was just one of those where it's just like, dang, I just really did that, you know? Uh, I want to know what tattoo you've done that you think about that brings you shame, that brings you that feeling of ick. You know what I'm talking about? So it's not that they are unhappy. It's that you as the artist were like, I'm better than this, bro. 
was probably that penis tattoo. What was that? It was probably the penis tattoo. Guy had me. What? Yeah. Okay, a tattoo of a penis or a tattoo on a penis? Uh, tattoo on a penis. Early in my career, uh, you know, I was willing to do anything and everything to get my name out there. Plus, I had to make money. I had bills to pay. And guy came in wanted wanted his dick tattooed. I, you know, I had to do it. Uh, talk a little bit about, like, have you ever had to, like, reject a tattoo premise? I, I've trained a couple different apprentices. And one of my biggest lessons is tell everyone no. Like, just, just no matter what, when people walk in, just start off by telling them no. Because then you'll know if they're serious about it, number one. And number two, yes, I reject people's ideas daily. Yeah, all the time. But it's more about, like, convincing people to, to see it from your, or trust your perspective. So you're like, oh, they sell you an idea, and you're like, oh, that's nice. And you smile, and you listen to what's important to them and about their dog or whatever. And then, <laughs> and then, then they're like, "What do you think?" And then you tell them, "I love your idea, but what if I did this instead?" And then you morph it, and usually they're like, "Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, let's do that." Is it safe to say that like most people's ideas are kind of mediocre or bad? I would say, uh, maybe basic is a better word. I, I say it's it's like yeah, but it's two spectrums. So you either have crazy. Where people, like we had, I don't know if I should say this, I've, I've had some interesting ideas, like where you're like, I don't want to do, this is just a, an example, I don't want to do a tattoo of a cat that's dressed as Snoop Dogg in a lowrider Hummer, like going through the middle of a football field, you know, things like that where it's like, I'm not going to add that to my portfolio. Or yes, it'll be, can I get a, a butterfly uh, that and there'll be like a terrible drawing, and you're like, no, I don't want to do that either. So, it's 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 either or, yeah. Um, what would you say to people that like want to get tattoos but are worried about how they might be perceived? Do it, do it, live your life. You only live once. Who cares what anyone thinks about you? Let's get inked up. It's a lifestyle. It's not just you know an art. Like it's a lifestyle. You know, you want to get inked, do it. Who cares what anyone says? Yeah, I get so much you know, feedback from my tattoos, being in the cannabis industry, things like that. I honestly just feel like, you know what? It's my body. I'll do what I want. And I think it's beautiful. Now it's time for a word from my producer, Matt Apodaca. Hey everyone. Producer Matt here. Jacob had to step away. So it's just me here by myself. And, uh, I'm really mulling over this tattoo, you know, I saw, I, I saw a design immediately that I called to my name. We talked to this man. He had an incredible story. We heard the price point. It was reasonable, okay? And you know, I have four tattoos. And you know, we've heard a lot of information today. We've heard from a lot of people that a tattoo should mean something. A tattoo should, uh, you know, it should feel special. It should feel important. I would say of the tattoos that I have, one of four of them are special and important, right? So, I think I'm gonna get this tattoo, baby. It was quite obvious why Matt chose the artist that he chose to do his tattoo. It was Lito Campos, the man that we spoke with earlier. His story just moved us. Guys, Matt's in the chair. Matt's in the chair, he's about to get tatted. 
Matt, let's just talk a little bit about it. You got shaved, yeah. the stencils on, how you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. You know, uh, it's been a it's been a long day. It's been an interesting day. Talked to a lot of interesting people. I felt like for the experiment, like for the for the process, for the show, it would just be good. It's just good to get it. And I already have some. And we talked about this when we were eating, which by the way, we gotta review the food. We do. It's not gonna be a great review, no. guys. But um, we were talking about this and my my big calculation here is when everybody was saying that a tattoo should have a story, I can't think of a better story than I went to a tattoo expo with my buddy Waisaki and I got this tattoo there for the sake of our art. This is art. This is art, baby, and that's all it is. Beautiful. I can't wait, man. I'm going to be interviewing along the process. We're going to be talking to the artists as we go. This is an in-depth look at the Body Art Expo. <laughs> How are you feeling before you're about to tattoo? What's going through your head? I'm excited. I'm about to hurt him. <laughs> He's about to get hurt. Uh-oh. When's the last time you got a tattoo, Matt? It's been about, it's been about five years, so I'm for sure... Um, misremembering how bad it hurts i don't i'm i'm like nervous now but I, it's but it's gonna be fine would you say that tattoos like in your they hurt getting a tattoo hurts it hurts but not in like a like i'm in serious pain kind of way in sort of like a i'm being hit with a needle a lot and i can i can you know i can take that you know i i i have four we'll fucking see dude yeah we'll me fucking, help me yeah. <laughs> Have you had anybody like tap out and walk away? Oh yeah, funny story, man. I started a chest piece on this guy. First tattoo ever, right? We had a ladies' night. It's about 10, 15 girls at the at the spot all Google because he was gonna get his whole chest done. Ended up doing a half a sparrow on one side, and I was like, let me do the other half a sparrow so he doesn't walk out on me. As I finishing up the other half of the sparrow on his chest, he's like, hey, I'm gonna go outside and have a cigarette. I'm like, all right, go ahead, man. Never seen him again since. Just disappeared. Just disappeared. He's been walking around with two half sparrows, I don't know, for the last 20 years. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. What what goes, like, what ex, is there, what's going on in your head when you're tattooing, when the needle's on the flesh? Blank. Just send. Just relaxing. Just, uh, for me, it's therapy. It just relaxes me. So, so. It's, that, it's that blank sheet of paper, that white canvas. Yeah, yeah it's just nice, mellow, chilling. Just, I'm jealous. I'm pretty relaxed too. <laughs> Didn't ask. <laughs> Your point. The tattoo's done. It was quick. It was painless. It was a fun hang. I have to say. How did you feel during it? Uh, I was. It was a blast. It's nothing better. It's nothing better than hurting somebody getting paid for it. <laughs> uh, I felt great. Uh, I felt very relaxed. Felt like I was in very capable hands. Uh, it felt good to come back to uh, an artist that we spoke to earlier and got a great story from and then got to get art from that same person. So that was really amazing. Uh, how, how was I as a patient? Uh, I one of the best. You one, one of, one of the, the best. best. Yeah. You heard it. Oh, one yeah. of the best. Hey. Himself. Hey, that's as good as it gets. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's get a picture of you guys real quick. Yeah. After all that excitement, it was time to unpack it all in the car. What a day! Where do you start? Um, I think I know where to start. Everybody at home is probably wondering, what about the super secret surprise contest? Well, I'm sorry, guys. It just it didn't happen. It, and they never explained why it didn't happen. 
and they never explained if it was going to happen on another day and it ruined the surprise and it would have been great and it would have been perfect for the pod. And if you're wondering what it is, it was the best orgasm contest. It was on the website, advertised 8.15 p.m., all caps. And I will say that it was the best contest that they had on that GD website because the best orgasm contest, that's better than the best ass contest. Well, who knows if that's even going to happen? It's not. It's not. They didn't sell tickets. And I, I feel like I'm feeling like a fool and I'm looking like an idiot. Because I hyped this thing up. Oh, here it's coming. Don't worry, it's coming. Nobody came. Were we right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. a little bit. It was, there was some high socks. There was some higher the socks, down are the fulls. Absolutely. There was some Riverside. But it wasn't, but we were also, we were also wrong. There was some gentleness. There was some, a lot of joy. There was a lot of heart, a lot of heart. Like people like becoming proud sons. Yes. You know what I mean? Like not like, oh, they love their job. Like I was judged. I, I stuck with it. I overcame. That's, that's a baseball movie. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the green mile or whatever. Not, uh, I don't know. I don't think you're right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Okay. To to your point, the Green Miles got heart. Yes. And <laughs> and that's what today was all about. Is it possible you're thinking of the Little Giants? What's the movie? There's like a like a it's it's like small town. They play soccer. The fat redhead kid is in it. Yeah, that's and there's a goat that like is the team mascot. That is uh the green Oh wait. That's the green that's the green mile. <laughs> Tom Hanks saves the <laughs> Tom Hanks saves the, the, the little, big that is the big green. Yeah, but that little kid green. is also in the sandlot too, which is yes. maybe where you're getting baseball from. No, I knew that the second thing I pitched wasn't baseball, Matt. That I knew. I don't want to fight. It, I've never raised my voice to you like that, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. No, but no, I know. I was saying, like, in case people didn't like the baseball thing, I gave them another one. Sure. Okay. I was being fair. And you know, it's my fault for being stuck on it. It's okay. Yeah. I had a good time. I think I, I learned a little bit. I learned a lot. Like all of the expos, we've taken a deep dive into the edible affairs of the convention center. Today's convention center food was extremely, extremely limited. There was nothing on the expo floor. We had to exit, get our hands stamped, and go into what I can only describe as like a sad hospital cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're talking box sandwiches, box salads, and then a pretty low, a pretty small menu. Yeah. Yeah. Really hot dog, hamburger, veggie burger, chicken tenders. That's it. That was it. What did you think of the food? Well, you were in line ahead of me, uh-huh. and you you said, "Don't look behind the counter." I want because it wasn't it wasn't a deal breaker, but it was bad, and I was like, "Well, maybe Matt will enjoy it more." It was like you know what I was trying to do. Like, yeah. it was it had become worse for me, and I wanted to save you from it. And I appreciated that. Forgot immediately and looked, mm-hmm. and you kind of ruined it for yourself, right? Yeah, and what I saw was 
what would you call that? A pool of hot dogs? It was hot dog water. Do- hot it was dog- chocolate starfish and hot dog. Yeah, it was like water. brown water with like plump hot dogs mm-hmm. in it, floating in it. And it wasn't just some. It was like a lot of hot dogs. Yeah, I mean, it was like what the, it was the amount of hot dogs that they had planned on selling. That yeah, day. it was rough. For it some was, reason, it's worse seeing them like that than seeing them like on a rotating thing at Seven Eleven. Yeah, I mean, it's much more disgusting so for sure. Gross. Um, well, I ended up begrudgingly getting a chicken tender meal. We needed the fuel. It was, I mean, a lot of walking. It was still a big day. Yeah, your combo, yours was a combo. Came with fries, tenders, and fries. Mine, I got a cheeseburger, which was standalone, and I also wanted fries, so I had to get fries separate, and I needed a water. I spent twenty nine dollars. That's a lot, man. It's it a, a lot. lot. But as we've learned in these expos, not no unexpected. They it, they trap you. Come here, do this thing. Pay thirty five dollars to park. Pay twenty five dollars to get in. Yeah, you're gonna walk around. You're gonna be here. You want to see everything. You want to experience everything. You're going to need a food or a drink at some point. There is only one option. We've monopolized it. It is so expensive, and it is like. It was bad, man. My chicken tenders were like, I think the first bite was a 3-2. Mm-hmm. It was like a 3-2, like, okay, it's tenders. By the end of my meal, I was fucking munching on a 1-3. I $15 for a 1-3 yeah, sucks. That sucks. And that sucks. I said when I was eating my burger that it started out okay, and then it started to taste gray. Mm, because it was. It was a gray burger. <laughs> It was a, a cold patty that they lightly reheated on the griddle when you yeah. showed up. Was yeah. there cheese on it? There was. Hmm. That's an interesting question. I paid for a cheeseburger. I think there was cheese. There's nothing more a journalist loves to hear than, hmm, interesting question. <laughs> and boy, did we get that today. Yeah, we got a couple. Yeah, we, we got, got a couple. couple. The best thing I think we heard today was a guy, we lightly explained the premise of the show, and he went, oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea, he said. Mm, you love that. And he was like an older white dude, so my audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you have that Yellowstone demographic. <laughs> this is America. We don't share. <laughs> but the vibes were, you know, different than what we thought, but in a positive way. Totally. I think we went in thinking that it like might be harder to talk to people that people would be less willing to engage and have fun. Um, and we were totally wrong. People wanted to chat. People were really open. Um, and at least for me, I feel like as a virgin skinned ass kind of dude, like I walked away feeling a lot less tense about mm-hmm. tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, do you think you'll ever get one? Probably not. That's okay. Probably not. That's I right. definitely could not do it like while my grandmother and mother roam this earth. Yeah. Yeah. It They'd would be, be too disrupting for them to mm-hmm. see me do that. So maybe I'll get like a, I could see myself doing like a, a dumb grief tat or something. Sure. But honestly, I don't know. As an actor, Matt, it's harder. I'm a blank canvas. Yes. Especially as a character actor, Matt. Yeah. And it is really important as my identity as a thespian. I got the tattoo, Jacob. I'm proud of you, man. I, I'm writing what was, high. What do you think? Can you describe what my vibe was? Yeah, I I would say I was, I mean I was pretty along the ride. Like start from like when you pitched the idea. What was my vibe? Okay, so when we planned this out, when we planned out this whole show, <laughs> I sort of asked you, when we go to the tattoo expo, will you get a tattoo? And 
without hesitation, you said, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, I'll do it. Do you think I operated under the bias of a guy who doesn't have tattoos along the journey? Like, was I supportive? Was I, did I have a level of reluctance that was unhelpful in your decision-making? I don't No, You had the level of reluctance you had was appropriate because and this is just like you being a good bud. Okay. Being like, you don't have to do this. Yeah. Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. And I was just, along the way, I had opportunities to back out of it if I didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, I'm editing, I'm editing this thing. You are in charge. The whole narrative of me getting one could be out of it. I didn't want to tell you this, but I did see like a pretty polished off bottle of, uh, really, <laughs> of Jack Daniels, honey Jack Daniels, uh, at the bottom of his boot there. I wonder, but he seemed like sober as a gopher. He did, yeah, yeah. He did say he was enjoying the uh, the prospect of possibly hurting me. That I, you know, I have to. I'm going to go ahead and default and just say like, there are some people who know how to turn it on a little bit on mic. And yeah, that was a fucking line. That was just like a yeah. good line. Yes. You know, he's got it. He's used that a thousand times. Sort of a, a Steve Martin in Little Shop of Horrors, if you will. I haven't seen it. Uh, <laughs> it, it fucking rips, dude. Okay. It's a good musical. I'm blessed to be back here in studio once again as we wrap it up. Before I say my final thoughts, I have to go to my producer, Matt. We've had some time to digest. How are you feeling about the tattoo? Do you regret it? I do not regret it one bit. I, it's the it's the tattoo that I get the most compliments on now. Let me get one last look at it before we sign off. There's that friggin' pizza ghost. The tattoo expo was a wonderful time. Yeah, I learned a lot. I changed my mind. I think you should go check it out and change your mind too. Get something permanent. Get something different. Split your tongue. Look like a lizard. Hey, it's been a blast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And from the bottom of my heart, Thanks for being curious with me. I hope we can do it again soon. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because... If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.